Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Tell Them You Mean Business, an award-winning podcast created by Midwest personal injury law firm, Hupian Abraham. I'm your host, Jason Abraham, and I'm here with an amazing guest today, Scott Johnson. Scott is one of the co-owners of Mama Tried Motorcycle Show and Flat Out Friday. He's here to tell you about the upcoming indoor motorcycle show. Hear about the bikes, the builders, the vendors, and behind-the-scenes details that you don't want to miss. So stay tuned for the exciting episode here on Tell Them You Mean Business Podcast. The Mama Tried Motorcycle Show. It's an indoor motorcycle invitational showcasing the most honest, home-built, and unusual bikes in the Midwest. They handpick the people who are in the show, which is amazing. The firm has been a sponsor of Mama Tried since 2015. Clips from past events have been featured on our Behind the Handlebars video series with thousands of views. Whether it's the bikes or the artists or the interviews or the races, People love seeing it all. We filmed over 30 behind the handlebars and other videos at Mama Tried and Flat Out since 2016. We are so glad to be back in 2022. And with that, I want to introduce our very special guest today, Scott Johnson, who was one of the co-owners of Mama Tried Motorcycle Show and Flat Out Friday. Scott, thank you so much for coming. Hey, thanks for having me. So Jason. tell me, let's just get right into it, and how did Mama Tried Motorcycle Show get started? Uh, well, I was doing a, an outdoor show called Rocker Box on Center Street in River West. Um, that did that for a number of years. It was just an outdoor summertime thing, and uh, it was a lot of fun, but it just became a little bit too wild and large to manage. Uh, because it was just like a, it was a show, but it was really just like a big street party. Okay. And um, anybody could drive in and, you know, bring their bike and hang out. And that was one of the things that was really great about it. The other thing was it wasn't very regulated. Uh, not like it needs to be regulation, but it just kind of turned into a little bit too wild of a party. When it gets that big and wild, it's hard to wrap your arms around it. Yeah, and, have some and we, structure. Just, we just yeah, exactly. And we just wanted to have like kind of a neat thing that you know showcase bikes, and of course you know you sell some beer and have some bands, but this just turned into like a cheek to jowl like <laughs> madness. And we were at the time you know pretty small. I, I'm in the restaurant business, so we owned Fuel Cafe at the okay, time. Yep. For a small business owner, the liability just seemed a little my business partner was like this is great but like what is you know this is a little bit too un unreasonable darn lawyers yes a little <laughs> bit a little bit but you know it, but it was just it it was great because the the vibe was perfect um people were wild and uh and and had a great time and it just and it just attracted more and more people right it was kind of cool that river west is like the kind of neighborhood that would let that thing go on right. for years and years and years um, it's funny because the police would always give me a call like two days before the event and be like, this thing that you're going to do, like, what, what, have you done this before? And, you know, every year it was the same phone yeah. call. And I was like, guys, I invite you to come every year, you know? So they were, they were always cool. They'd send a couple of officers down the patrol and, you know, it was, it was cool. They were, well, there's a big motorcycle cop 
you, you know, force here. Yeah, so you would exactly. think they would find it interesting. They and did, and they were here. super cool. They'd come down and they'd just be like, "What's going on?" And you know, they talked to people about bikes and stuff. Yeah, there was a couple of burnouts, but nothing really bad. Um, it, you know. It just it we did it for ten years and like anything you know it's nothing lasts forever so right. I wanted to do something a little bit different something more curated um, and I had met Warren and we had got to be friends and sort of, that's sort of how the idea for Mama Tried started and the name that was one of the first things I want to ask you is how did you come up with the name and why uh, well we just really liked that Merle Haggard song okay and um, it just seemed to fit like sort of the vibe that we were putting together so. Uh, yeah, it just it seemed to fit and it worked for us and it was catchy. So awesome. Yeah. How do you choose the people that are going to be invited to Mama Tribe? Well, there's a couple different ways. It's a great question. There's a couple different ways. Um, we we see bikes on the street. You know, we go to events, we go to rides, we you know go to other shows. Um, we're on Instagram, you know, which is a big part of where the motorcycle community is. Uh, we also get submissions on our website. So people can submit, there's a tab on our website, where people can submit their bike or the friend's bike or, you know, um, their sister's bike or whatever. If they're, you know, a little bit too shy, they don't think it's like, you know, don't think cool, it's cool enough. enough. Yeah. So there's a lot of that, actually. People will take pictures of, the, you know, their neighbor's bike or and they'll send it in and um, we get to see a lot of stuff on there. It's interesting because... The amount of submissions that we get, I mean, we could have five shows a year with the amount of submissions that we get, which is great. So we get to choose a lot of neat stuff. Um, I wish that we could do more, you know, because there's just, you, you th just when you think you've seen it all, and there just comes this new stuff out of the woodwork that you've never seen before and never heard of, and it's really rare, really neat, uh, really collectible, really well done. You know, it really, it just really depends on, on, on it really depends on the bike, of course, because it's everything subjective. But. Well, one of the great things I think about riding as I'm a rider myself and bikes is when you buy your bike, if, if you haven't made it custom for yourself, one of the first things you do is you're going through the dealership and trying to figure out what cool custom things mean something to you to put on your bike and before you came we were actually talking about you know people have just gotten so creative or you're seeing people's creativity yes. and how awesome for you to put uh, these super creative people in front of other people do you limit the amount of bikes that you're going to allow to be showed how, how does that process work yeah it's funny because we Warren and i talk about this all the time we really only have room for a hundred and it's a round number so <clears throat> it kind of makes it easy but uh we would have 200 if we could because there's a lot of cool stuff out there. There's a couple, there's also a couple different things. Like it's neat that the that people will send in stuff from the website and submit bikes. But a lot of times the other thing is we'll just meet people and maybe their bike isn't like the coolest or the best show quality bike, but <clears throat> they're a person that brings some kind of flavor, their personality or what they're about or what they're into or what their experiences have been have will bring a sort of personality to the show because the show is about great motorcycles and we would never put in a bike that wasn't great but it's really about the people right um so that we want people to go to the event and feel the vibe of of you know positive people that are excited to be there and are creative and are going to share that creativity with other people that are standing around the bike you know so a lot of times you know i think we hope what we're hoping for is like these great friendships that sort of come out after like you're standing around a bike and you're looking at something and then the guy next to you that you don't know 
is like, oh, this, you know, I've, I heard about this or I saw this on Instagram or I wonder how he did this. And then you start talking like, well, I heard that you can do this. And, and all these friendships are formed. And then those friendships, you know, maybe it's with people that are visiting from out of town. And then they go off and have dinner together or have drinks together. And then they, you know, become friends. And then right. the next time they come to come back to town, like they're close friends. And, and that's those circles just keep expanding and turn into other things, which is that's really the most important part for us. When you talk about people coming back, how far and wide do people come and bring their bikes to the show? Well, we, from the U.S. mostly. Um, before, Pre-COVID, we had people coming from uh, Asia and from Europe to bring motorcycles. That's awesome. Um, not that often because it's you know shipping's a big deal. Right. But um, this year, they're mostly are mostly all from the U.S. I think they're mostly all from the U.S. Just because travel's been difficult. But how impressive to have a local show at this time of year come here and get people from all around the country to bring their bike. I mean, that really speaks awesome for your event that people feel it's it's such a great event that they want to travel uh, in Wisconsin in March yes. to come yeah. here in, in uh, what can be the dead of winter exactly. and bring their bike. That's the thing, you know, we found too is I think, you know, uh, people get a weird, like morbid kick out of coming here in the winter people that aren't from around here that are from down south or out west um that you know they'll like you know get a winter coat and you know and make the trip just because they want to see it and they want to experience winter up here which is kind of neat yeah you know it's it's you've got to really want to want to make it up here it's a it's a destination yeah but people really seem to enjoy it and um you know it'll be like the first time that they've ever traveled somewhere in winter and they really seem to get a kick out of it. So that's that's cool and it's really gratifying. You know, in Milwaukee is a great time in the winter. Uh, you know, I mean, we all know riding is great in the summer and there's a million things and a million places to go to, but winter has a different vibe. You're, you're sort of looking for things to do indoors, so there's a little bit more vibe for at the restaurants and the bars, museums, uh, stuff like that. So, you know, it's not just the show that people come for. You know, they're coming to stay in a hotel. They're coming to go to a museum to sample the restaurants and, and sort of get the feel for the city. And and it's great because people come away for it have a really good feel about Milwaukee. Well, Milwaukee's a hidden gem that a lot of people yeah. that haven't been here don't exactly. understand all it has to offer. Exactly. Let's talk a little bit more specific about the show coming up. Someone that's coming to Mama Tri that maybe has never been there before, um, what can they be looking forward to with respect to different bikes, specific vendors? Um, and I even heard you have a full-size motorcycle ice sculpture this year. Yeah. So, so tell us about those kind of things. Well, we it's a full weekend. So if you're coming in from out of town, and we've been getting a lot of inquiries from people coming in from out of town, like what's the schedule? We have an app that has the everything single event starting on Wednesday through Sunday night. Can you say um, the app so people listen? Yeah, it's just a Mama Tried Motorcycle Show app. Okay. Um, it's in the App Store and it's on Google. Um, it's pretty easy to get. It has the full schedule of everything that you need there. And um, it also has live timing. So we do a motorcycle race on Friday night at the Five Surf called Flat Out Friday. And that's sort of the official kickoff to the weekend. Um, and tell us about the race. Uh, it's an indoor uh, flat track race on a Coke syrup floor. So we just take the polished concrete, put um, actually Dr. Pepper syrup to be specific on the floor and make it sort of sticky the way I'm like kind of dirty movie theater floor feels on your feet. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> Love going to the theater, taking my shoes and socks off and having <laughs> yeah, that dirty floor exactly. feel. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good for the bikes, you know? And, uh, and 
and people really enjoy it and it's nice to be able to do an indoor race we had uh jeremy prock is our business partner and promoter of that and he's always wanted to do an indoor race so years and years and he had sort of kind of tried to figure out the logistics of trucking in dirt and it just never really worked trying to get dirt in the winter is tough because it's frozen too and hauling it's a pain and cleaning it up's a pain so uh coke syrup racing is kind of a tradition in the midwest for indoor events and we sort of picked up on that so it's a great race we have classes all the way from pros to uh women's races women's specific classes a women's hooligan race we have two women's classes we have amateur races with vintage breakless we have goofball which is um basically people dressing up in costumes and and riding really weird stuff and building crazy bikes we had a guy build a jet ski into a motorcycle last year <laughs> uh we had a racing porta potty um so there's a lot that of there's a lot of neat stuff and there's a chopper race so those they're not really made for racing so lots of hijinks ensue when they get on the track so it's a lot of fun it's a family thing um and you get the racers to come from across the country yeah we get pros to come in because we have a pretty good purse so there's a nice cash purse, so it pays for their travel and um, pays for them to compete. So there's serious racing. Um, that's a 35-lap race. So they, that's, a, that's a serious race. The rest of the stuff is a little bit more tongue-in-cheek. Then you have the porter potty that just wants to get around one time. Exactly. So crashes. it's a little bit of fun for everyone. We say it's like half circus, half motorcycle race. It's just a, there's a little bit of something for everyone to keep the pace going really well. And talk about the expansion this year at the Fiserv. I mean, that's huge. You were at the UWM Arena before. Yeah. Talk about the expansion. It's been great. Uh, it's nice to move to a nicer venue, and the Jumbotron is pretty amazing in the Fiserv. So we can do a lot more entertainment up there, a lot more replays, a lot more uh, videos in between and advertising. So that's really positive. The crowd really lo- seems to love it. Um, we also use that for a live stream so people can live stream from home if you can't come to Milwaukee. So you can go to flatoutfriday.com and get the details for the live stream or tickets for that. And then that kicks off on Friday. Then walk us through a little bit what happens on Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday is the show at the, at the Rave, um, at the Eagles Club. And that's a really neat venue for anyone who isn't from Milwaukee. A lot of people have been to concerts there. Um, it's kind of a labyrinthian venue that was built at the turn of the century. And it's a really neat open ballroom with a massive ceiling. It's a really, really beautiful space. It's, uh, like I said, it's a bit of a labyrinth to get through. There's lots of like winding staircases and it's built a long time ago with a very different style. Um, but it's nice that you can explore the building. There's vendors and tattooers and bars all hidden throughout the throughout the venue so it's not just the show you can walk through and see a bunch of different things the show opens on saturday morning at 10 and it goes to midnight so people can stay late and party if you don't want to come it's really busy in the afternoon kind of between 11 and 4 is the busiest time so if crowds aren't your thing um you can come after that we also do it on sunday morning from 10 to 3 so that's a that's a little bit more quiet time it seems more like motorcycle church for a lot of people (laughs) so it's quiet in there the lights really good there's not so many people and it's great you can kind of get more up close and personal but saturday is a lot of fun it's a party it's raucous lots loud music Uh, there's going to be bands on saturday night but there'll also be like sort of a podcast uh interview stage inside the rave bar so we're going to have a bunch of podcasters in there they'll be doing um, their podcast from inside, and then we'll have interviews with builders, builders interviewing each other, um, sort of a vlog cast. We'll be recording it and um, 
you know, to put it back out on our YouTube channel so for everyone to see. Wow, I mean, what an impressive weekend of, of stuff you have going on. Oh, I mean, you should be thanks. so proud. Thanks, thanks. We are really proud. I mean, it takes a lot of people to put it on. And that's the other thing. We, you know, it starts Wednesday, so we have many. There's the, there's the other thing, if I can continue to talk about it. Like, Absolutely. it takes so many people to put it on. So on Wednesday, we have a called the, the Booney Bike World Series, which is a mini bike race, a series of mini bike races. That starts on Wednesday at Elwoods, which is on Water Street. Okay. Uh, they race in the parking lot. They used to race through the bar. Now we're going to keep a little bit more civilized. <laughs> we'll race out in the parking lot. But they have bands, and it's a really great venue. Um, we're actually going to have like a pre-happy hour before Elwoods on Wednesday at Kochansky's Concertina Bar, which is a really neat uh, Milwaukee landmark that people seem to love. Um, it's just a, you know, it's a really fantastic old-school polka bar. So that's a nice little taste of Milwaukee. And then on Thursday, so we well we do Kochanski's, then Elwoods, then on Thursday we do uh, a Booney bike race and event at the Harley Davidson Museum. Harley Davidson is our uh, presenting sponsor, so we work really closely with them. All the people at the museum are fantastic; they've been a huge help in promoting it and being vendors at the show. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for Harley Davidson gear, the museum will be there selling uh, Harley Davidson swag which is cool, but we do a big booty bike race at the museum, and then on Thursday night after that closes, that's that's from five to nine, and then at 9 p.m. to close is a big race at, uh, not race, party at Fuel Cafe on Fifth Street. So that- And there, Love Fuel, yeah, it's a great right, place. All right, thanks. So then come Sunday night when that's all over, you need a two week vacation to recover from mm-hmm. everything you've been doing, mm-hmm. putting this whole thing on. And then there's parties on Friday, on Friday after the race, and then on Saturday night after the show. So, yeah, and there's a part, then there's like a, a sort of quieter party on Sunday night after the show at the Iron Horse and on Saturday night at the Iron Horse. So, Iron Horse is a big sponsor too. When, so there's just there's a lot going on. If you can make it through the whole thing, boy, you deserve a badge. Because <laughs> I don't think I can make it. I think I'm too old. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I'm cut out for all that. If there's, you know, you've obviously done this great job over the years putting this thing together and, and wrapping your arms around it. Is there one thing that you look forward to most every year when Mama Tried is coming? Uh, it's really the people that come in from out of town and seeing them year after year. Uh, I gotta say, it's just it's neat to watch this community. You know, the motorcycle community kind of flourishes on Instagram, and everybody kind of knows each other, going back and forth to shows. And those people that you'll see once or twice a year, but they sort of become your best friends. And um, it's really great uh, to have you know people come into town, and it's like you just pick up where you left off last time, and there's a certain vibe to that. And I think that that is really reflected in the show. I think you know you see a lot of smiling faces. The other thing that's really neat is to see a lot of little kids when they when they go to show when they go to the races and they just you see their eyes light up and you know that feeling as a motorcyclist you know the first time that you saw a bike you know that yeah. feeling that you had in your in your stomach that flutter when you saw the first time you had you saw a motorcycle and then the first time you got on one and when you see that in a, in a little kid and you know that that hook has been set, yeah. it's just such a great feeling to, to know that they're going to be a rider and they're going to be in it for life. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing to think that you're cultivating the future riders by by doing this. That That's pretty awesome. Hope so just a little bit, just a little bit. Yeah. Well, we're so excited uh, for next weekend. It's amazing. Uh, I can't thank you enough for being a guest on the show today. This event, if you have not been there, have not heard about it, is by far, in my opinion, the best event going on in the Midwest. You should be so excited. Thanks to you. Thanks to your team. We understand it takes a village. 
Uh, you and I, a lot of the time, we get to be the mouthpieces and the face of these things, but without all these people just doing amazing hard work behind the scenes, we'd never be able to do what we do. So I want to give you and your team a big congratulations and a big thank you, and we know the event is going to be a smashing success. Thanks, Jason. We really appreciate that. And really appreciate the support of Hupi and Abraham, too. So. I, I know that sounds trite, but it's like we can't do it with all of our sponsors and, and the help that we've received over the years. Well, so thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you, and we're really proud to be involved. So have a great day. Good luck with everything. Awesome. Thanks a lot. In today's edition of Q&A Abraham, we have a question from Mark. Mark's question is, what advice do you have for students entering law school? What a great question, Mark. When I was anticipating going to law school 100 years ago, uh, I was asking myself the same question. What I learned was, when you go to college, pick a major that you're really interested in, that you think you're gonna like and get the best GPA. Because when it comes time to going to law school, there's only two things that are gonna matter your GPA and your LSAT score. So don't think you have to pick a certain major. Pick a major that you're really interested in and you think you're gonna do well. Good luck, Mark, and I hope you enjoy going to law school. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Huping Abraham's Tell Them You Mean Business. For more information about the topics covered in this podcast, visit hupi.com or email info at hupi.com. And remember, if you're injured in an accident, call Hupi and Abraham at 800-800-5678 to tell them you mean business.